What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday show. I am Tony here with Austin. It's your boy, Kidney Stone Angie. Austin, buddy, how's it going? I'm doing good. How about you? You know, I received some shitty news today. We'll get into that, but um, basically, I found out what is wrong with my side. So, so you got one of them old gut rocks? Yeah, it turns out that's what it is. You'll find out how Chanel felt when she was getting burnt. Yeah, that's what I'm most scared of, dude. I'm not happy about this. I'm actually like kind of freaking out. I'm like, should I just go get surgery? I don't know, man. I'm just... Uh. Um, like my dad gets them all the time. A lot of times, they, if they're too big, they take a laser and like they use like shot laser waves or something like that and break them up inside your kidney. Well, yeah. Like What's happening is, is my doctor thinks that if it's too big... I have to have surgery. So that being said, he thinks that if I feel as much as I do pain-wise, like where my back is and my side, it may be too big. So he's ordered me to get a CT scan right away, which doesn't happen until Tuesday. So I'll find out Tuesday, but, you know, if I can pass it through naturally or not. But until then, they put me on medicine that, like, makes my shit flow more. And so, like, dude, I'm pissing like a racehorse, and I'm shitting my guts out. Like, this medicine's fucking with me. But, yeah, um, as much as I don't want to share this info on the show, I figured, why not? Your boy is now a kidney stone boy. You still go to the doctors tomorrow? No, I went today, and then, basically, I got to go see... Uh, see, like a scan specialist on uh, this upcoming Tuesday. So, in the meantime, I have to take that medicine. And on Friday, no, Thursday, I have to go pick up equipment for an at home sleep study because I've been putting that off and I got to do that too. Yeah, I got bad sleep apnea, dude. I die at least like eight times every day. (laughs) I do, dude. I'll just be chilling and I'll be like, (gasps) my wife like you okay are you laughing that hard over your shoulder i'm like no i was dying i saw jesus for like five seconds (laughs) he said come to me child i said hell no yeah he was like hello my child let's discuss your sins and i was like wake up (laughs) (laughs) i gotta Uh, go get i gotta get some stuff forgiven real quick i've got I've got so many health problems, but you know what? I'm working on them one at a time. I decided after, honestly, after this last year, I've decided to make changes. So what shocked me about the kidney stone thing is the fact that, and you've seen it, dude, I have rarely been drinking soda. I'm talking like once in a blue moon. It's mostly water, Gatorade, and Crystal Light if I really need something like delicious. Dude, I don't even touch soda. Like I have one right now. Because I was so fucking traumatized by the news that really isn't a big deal. Like, to me, it's a big deal because I'm like, dude, I'm just falling apart limb by limb. But my doctor's like, uh, kidney stones are very common. It's just you're kind of young. So we got to work on your weight. And he was like, you know, that's the biggest problem is the weight. So one thing at a time, he thinks that this whole um, CPAP machine will help me get better sleep so I can get back on track with losing weight because I was actually doing good. I lost two pounds 
within the last week. So that's something. But I was doing good for a while there because not only did I stop drinking like soda and eating like shit, I was going on walks and stuff like that. I was getting like 14,000 steps a day, if not more. But then I got this new job and I sit on my ass a lot and started right. stress eating a lot, you know, and so that ain't helping. And then I quit doing the pouches last night, but now I'm doing them again just because today really sucked. But one thing at a time, I'm making it my goal, dude, to change my life around. I saw a buddy on Instagram that had a saying that I'm sure he got somewhere, but it, it looked pretty legit. Like maybe he made it up. I could be talking out my ass, but he was basically like, I want to be healthier in my 30s than I was in my 20s. And I'm like, dude, yeah, seriously, I want to be healthy. I don't want to die before I reach 40, and I don't want to be this fucking big at 30. So my goal right now, dude, is one chin at the very least. And (laughs) I want to lose like half of me in a year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's like I talked to my doctor. My doctor said, hey, like, I know you're not you're not obese right now. You're, not, you're obese, but you're not like morbidly obese. And it's not causing you a lot of problems now. But when you're 40 and 50, it's going to cause you a lot of problems. Yeah, but, exactly. But, but take care of it now. And um, when it's easy at your age, so it's, it's going to get a lot harder later down the road. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, fucking... At my age, like my doctor's been telling me, like you're hitting the point where it's going to start getting hard to lose weight, but you're still young enough to where it'll be a tad bit easier. As you get older, it's like fucking frustratingly hard. But he's like, right. do it now while you're younger because it is going to get hard as you get older, and it's going to get even harder to maintain when you're that old and you're just falling apart. Like he wasn't like, dude, you're going to die when you reach forty, but he was like, do you want to reach fifty? Do you want to at the very least see forty? Or maybe be around to see them kids. And I was like, dude, I want to watch my kids bury me. Like, you know, like, I, but I don't want to, I don't want them to watch me when they're like fucking 15. You know what I mean? Like, my goal is to have them wipe my ass when I'm 80 years old. (laughs) But okay, let's, you got to get back at them for all the, oh yeah. Oh, they know, like, you know, littlest one can feel it, the stress. And then Olivia can definitely tell something's wrong with me because she sees me in pain. But when I was at the doctor's, before I closed this depressing segment out, while I was at the doctor's, they gave me this fucking shot. It's like ibuprofen, but it's like 10 times more powerful. Like, it made me a tad bit high for like 10 minutes. But they shot it into my arm, dude, and it felt like I got punched 90 miles an hour by Bruce Lee. And... um once that went in, dude, all the pain on my side went away completely. It's starting to come back slowly, but, like, dude, after literally 10 minutes, I was able to get in the car with no issue. I was walking. I was bending like nothing. It was amazing. I was like, fuck, I need that more often. <laughs> but he was like, it sounds like kidney stones, bro. And I was like, oh, I thought it was a hernia. And he's like, nah. And then he started pressing on my shit. He's like, that's definitely a kidney stone. Like, I just... I've seen plenty of these. I'm like, God damn it, dude. And he was like, I'm not going to lie, dude. It is going to hurt. But once it's done, it's done. There's no, you know, there's nothing else to it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I would rather, I think I'd rather have a kidney stone than a hernia, to be honest. 
Right, and there's many types of stones too. He's like, dude, at least it's on a gallstone. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's like, you're actually on the lucky scale. Kidney stones, like he had told me, he's like, you know, they they suck, but they're really not that bad. And he was like, you know, it's harder when you have to go to the hospital because it won't pass through. But generally speaking, it's a one and done thing unless you're still going at it. But he's like, you know, once it happens, it's over with and done just like that. And so, you know, life lesson. But just to show everyone how fucked up my shit is right now, working on it. Um, anyway, let's talk about something extremely important. So I'm going to start this off by saying uh, I'm not going to name the shooter. I I just fucking refuse. I'm not doing it. You can call me coward. sensitive. Yeah, I'm he's just not coward. doing it. Dude. He's fucking a coward. loser, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, but as a lot of you know, and for those of you that don't, there was a shooting at a King Supers up in Boulder. Um, I, I'm going to have to pull this up because I know I'm going to say something wrong, but I believe they confirmed what nine, 10 people dead. Um, I think it's nine dead and a few injured. Right. And, um, I'm assuming they still don't have a motive yet. Um, all they know is he's like a loner loser who like hated society or whatever, something like that. (laughs) "Quote unquote," had a bad day, <laughs> as the new saying goes. <laughs> That's in all the comment section of everything I find. Like, let me guess, he had a bad day, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "That was a poor choice of words." That's for sure. Right. Well, that's how people treat the uh, active shooters. Some people actually feel bad for these motherfuckers. Well, you you know where that he had a bad day thing came from, right? Well, yeah, obviously. The, that Aurora shooter. Um, shot all those um, massage parlors, and the police chief said, "Well, he's got he's a sect addict, and, and he had a bad day." And so everybody's like, "Oh, so we're just like <laughs> having bad days now." So I was well, like, "I've had a bad day, and that don't mean I went and shot up a, a shot nine, ten, twenty, ten, fifteen people." Well, the issue with that was is I can understand why people were mad at the fucking the officer that made that statement. But my issue with it was that they reported it definitely as like white man shoots a bunch of Asians basically in the headlines. You're right. And yeah, right. And and I was like, well, hold on. How do we know it's race related? Why are we just assuming it's race related? So, so for this Boulder story, are we going to hear Arabic dude kills? Right. Are we going to, you know, we're not. Matter of fact, I haven't even heard a lot of this shit on, like, big wig news. You know, like, it was on the Daily Wire, of course. They report pretty much everything. Well, but... that's because they, they second they heard it wasn't some white dude they could pin on white supremacy. They just shut up about it. Right. And the only people that are able to talk about it right now are the ones that are saying, you can't control people, but you can control guns. Dumbest statement I've heard all day long on fucking Twitter. I'm like, yeah, dude, we can control drugs, too. That's how we stopped them. Right. Like, let's make let's make those illegal, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait. We did that, and it just got fucking worse from there. But, you know, speaking of guns, your boy is officially a member of the NRA today. Ooh. Yeah. Backpack. Actually, I chose the knife. I wanted the mug, and then I wanted the tactical backpack, but I was like, I'm going to get the knife. I don't, I don't know why. Because I, just... I can go to Britain and probably get arrested for pulling it out. 
But yeah, dude, like, um, yeah, it was it's 10, cheaper now, actually, nine. than it ever has been. It was nine what? plus the police. It, it was ten dead. Is nine dead plus the police officer? Jesus, man. And a lot of people are bitching because they were um, honoring the police officer first before anybody. And I was like, look, I can understand where people are upset because many victims are obviously a part of this and the family's just... Well, right now, the families don't want recognition. The last thing the families want to hear is my heart goes out to the victims and their families. Being in the situation like I've been in that situation before, I had a friend that survived the Aurora shooting, the theater shooting, and the last thing he wanted to hear was thoughts and prayers. And I hate when people mock it, but the last thing he wanted to hear was the name of his fellow friends and people that died being put on blast on the fucking news. But that being said, I think it's... I think it'd be right to honor the police officer, too. I mean, this is, I guess, different to all people. I respect cops, and I do believe that some of them are heroes. Obviously, not all of them, because let's be honest, there are bad cops. But there are a lot of good cops, and my heart is always with police officers. So to me, that man definitely comes first and foremost, especially because he died running in there. Like, in the fucking line of duty, dude. What a it's shitty when anyone dies, but when a police officer dies, man, that fucking sucks because they're people too. They just want to get home, you know, and like it's so fucking sad to me, dude, when a police officer dies. It's just it's heartbreaking, man. It's one of the to me, it's one of the worst fucking that and a firefighter. Like as much as I talk shit about firefighters, because if you ever, you know, come in contact with one, they're kind of they're kind of douchebags. But dude, <laughs> they're heroes at the same time. Those motherfuckers deal with a lot so they have the right to be dickheads, but it's sad, dude. Like nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to see their loved ones die. But when a police officer is down, man, it's like fucking so depressing. And while others ran away, he ran toward the danger and he unfortunately right. paid the price for it. But Right, man. When somebody is willing to put their lives on the line to protect others, and to stop a situation from getting out of control, that person to me is more than a hero, dude, because I don't have the guts to do it. I really don't. Like, I'm pretty sure if my kid, if it was me and my kid and we were in there, then I'm definitely going to have to die. But, like, I'm not going to just willingly go up there and put my life on the line for, A, a country that hates me as it is, and then, B, for something that may not be a guarantee. I may not make it out alive. You know what kind of person you have to be to be like, dude, there's a big chance I'm not coming home today. Right. That's that's scary to me. I'm like, damn, dude, that person deserves respect. But you know the time we live in. That aside, I'm not trying to make this political with police officers. However, please, Austin, please, if I ever become a person that unfortunately passes due to an active shooting incident, please don't let family and friends or anybody else use that to try to take away people's rights. Like, yeah, for, exactly. the, for the love of God, please don't let them do that. Be like, actually, this motherfucker was a hardcore supporter of guns. You want to know how hardcore? Check this out. Grenades. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking meme. How pro gun are you? Grenades. <laughs> no, dude, like, I'm very anti-gun control. Like, it should be regulated, yeah, but how far can you go with that? Like, look how fucked up it is trying to regulate it. It doesn't work, dude. There's just no way. You can't even regulate drugs. Sorry, I'm going on a tire over this. I'm just like... No, no. It's it's good. It makes sense. 
It just pisses um, me off, you know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. If I if I'm ever in a if I ever die in a mass shooting, just definitely don't let them don't let Democrats take advantage of my of my death and use it to push crappy gun control. Speaking right, of like, speaking of crappy gun control, um, Joe Biden is seeking an assault weapons ban. What the hell does assault was an assault weapon? I don't know, but maybe Joe Biden could tell me. But then again, I don't think Joe Biden knows what his middle name is right now. So uh, he's like, I'm talking about the banning of AR-15s, which stands for assault rifle 15. <laughs> I love when people say that an AR-15 is an assault rifle. It has the name in there. I'm like, you're retarded. You're not just clearly, a right? Retarded? Like you, <laughs> right, like you clearly don't know shit about guns. And, you know, this is coming from someone that doesn't own one. Like, I really want one. I'm a little iffy on what I should get, but even I know that it's not a fuck. It's not assault rifle. Like, what the hell? Have you seen people try to, like, describe that and they start trying to actually, like, activate it and use it and they fuck it up completely and name all the parts wrong? Or there's, You're or sitting there like... There is a video online of a girl and and she's talking about a, a fully semi-automatic weapon that shoots a, an AR-15 that has that shoots a 50 caliber round and ha, has, oh my God. A, has, like, a hundred has a 100-round clip and can shoot like ninety bullets a second. And like, wait, what? Can I get one of those? The worst part about this dude is those people are producing. They're able to fuck and make babies. Okay. <laughs> like, that's the worst part. I'm like, no, you can't have kids. You can't even fucking name a gun right. Like, they're up there just like this is a dangerous weapon. It is designed to kill. Like, no shit. <laughs> like. We know that. That's like putting on the cigarette label. This causes cancer. But then, um, yeah, some of it's really some like, and like people, these people like shill for this gun control, and they'll openly admit, like even Obama after Sandy Hook, um, started going after some, going after gun control, and he even openly admitted. He goes, well. This wouldn't have stopped this shooting. Then why are we trying to pass this if it wouldn't have stopped the shooting? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, what the fuck? You know what's really fucked up? Because these people are supposed to be politicians. These people are supposed to run this bitch. They don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. Yes, some of it's insane. Have you seen that article about, um, so I don't know if it had anything to do with AOC. Her picture was definitely on it. And it was like, should we elect more millennials in government? And somebody commented below that, like, yes, because why are we trusting all these fucking boomers that failed us in the first place and are going to make laws for some shit they'll never see anyway. And I was like, dude, here we go again. Like, I've got no problem with the generation before me. I get really annoyed when people say they hate generations, but you know what? I'm guilty of it too. I fucking hate millennials and Gen Z. I hate my own kind and I hate 15 year olds. But that being said, I really don't think we should elect people simply because they're young. I think it's stupid. They should really know what they're talking about first. Definitely should be based on their ideas and their experience. 
Right. Like when they say some shit and everyone's all like, ah, that should not be the reason they get fucking elected. And I think you need experience too. I'm talking like at the very least fucking five years of experience in government. Um, but uh, we're not going to say the name of the shooter or even recognize him as anything other than a cowardly loser who's probably a, a four-year-old virgin. But um, Right. And I, will, I even... let, let's talk about um, the victims. We have ten uh, victims. Three of them were um, employees at um, King Supers. Uh, oh, first, we have Eric Talley, the 51-year-old um, police officer. Uh, oh, damn, what a young age. He sat, and when asked, when before he, um, when asked um, earlier why he became a police officer, he said he felt a higher calling. Um, their um, police chief, um, Maris Harold. Um, said that he was a very kind man and didn't have to go into policing. He loved this community and he's everything that policing deserves and needs. He cared about his community, he cared about the Boulder Police Department, and he cared about his family, and he was willing to die to protect others. Um, the officer's father, Homer, said his son loved his kids and his family more than anything, and his sister called him a beautiful person. Um, next was someone named Ricky Olds. He was, um, she was a front-end manager at King Supers. Um, then there's Denny Strong, 20 years old. was the youngest victim. She worked for King Supers. Um, he listed, he liked bikes, motorcycles, as some of his interests. In apparent nod to the coronavirus pandemic, Strong had updated his Facebook profile to say, I can't stay home. I'm a grocery store worker. Um, Strong celebrated a birthday this month and asked his friends to donate to the National Foundation for Gun Rights, whose website says it works to expand pro-gun um, precedents and defeat and defending gun owners. Um, Strong's father, Nicholas Strong, declined to be interviewed. Um, then there's Terry um, Laker, who's 51. She worked at King Supers for 30 years. Um, Jesus. She even met her boyfriend at the store. Um, she loved going to work, enjoyed everything about being here. Her boyfriend and her had a good had good were good friends and began dating the fall of 2019. Kazet who met Laker in 2017 through a program at the University of Colorado, said Laker's boyfriend was at work the day of the shooting and had and has survived. Um, next is Kevin Mahoney, 61 years old. Kevin Mahoney um, had recently seen his daughter get married and was set to be a grandfather. Eric Mahoney, a news director for public radio station, wrote a post for her father on Twitter. My dad writes, all things love. I am so thankful he could walk me down the aisle last summer. In another tweet, Eric Mahoney said she is pregnant with a girl and knows her father wants to be strong for his granddaughter. Uh, next is Trelana Bartowski, Bartowski, I believe. Uh, Trelana Bartowski is from California, um, who goes by the first name Lana on the platform. Um, Susan Fountain was 59. 
She was a financial counselor. Um, Jody Waters um, was a fashion designer. Her, her friend and colleague Scott told um, that she did design work for businesses. Um, there's other um, victims such as Lynn Murray, 62, Nevin Stancic, 23. More will be added to the story as information becomes available. Um, so, how what, fucking sad, man. And the thing that is the most egregious, horrible thing um, is that this the shooter was 21 years old and been charged with 10 accounts, with 10 counts of first degree murder. And probably will get a lot of extra um, cream on the top of that. But the thing that's most egregious about this whole situation is what's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but they're gearing up for it. Democrats are going to pretend like people that you and me don't care about the victims because we're because we don't agree with their gun control propaganda. Right. And they're going to say people that disagree with their gun propaganda, the pe- people who don't think that the, any of the laws that they're going after would be stopped or to stop this shooting or are going to stop any other shootings, don't care about this. And that's what pisses me off in these situations, as the media does it too, and Democrats are going to do it, and they're going to say, we need to pass more gun control. And when we say, no, gun control doesn't help these situations, we should dig deeper into the psyche of of the individual and figure out how we can stop these from happening in the future. How can we ensure that the people at these places are safer? Right. Anyone that disagrees with gun control is going to be made to look like the bad guy in this. You already know. I've already seen it, dude. It's turned into a political toy. Like, already this is a opportunity for Democrats and anyone who believes in gun control to push their bullshit. It's already unfolding, and it's just going to get worse. Yep, and anybody who disagrees are going to be called, told that they have zero sympathy for these victims and that they are and, – and just as often – Will be will be declared as just as bad as those of as the man who committed the attacks. As per usual, that's that's what happens. It's kind of ridiculous if you ask me, but you know how it is. You can't say nothing because if you disagree, you're a heartless bastard. I wish we would really actually look into this and figure out how can we stop this shit from happening. And as much as I would like to say the shooter is a coward, it's always the shooter that's a piece of shit there is something we got to do about our social life dude like people are fucked up to the point that they're doing this shit something's got to be done and it is not the gun i really don't feel for these active shooters but it does start with them it's just like the sandy hook or not sandy hook um god damn it what's the one where david hogg supposedly survived um how come i always fucking forget this shit Parkland. Um, uh, it's Parkland. Yeah, you're right. I always forget that Parkland shit, but stuff like that. So the shooter we know was bullied. Again, that's no excuse, and I do not feel for him. But that's where it starts, is people need to take responsibility for their own actions. You got two kids that are now fucking rich and famous for going on there and saying, I'm responsible for being a piece of shit, but it's the gun's problem, not my shitty attitude. It definitely starts with the environment, dude. We got to work more on treating people with respect. The problem is, is I'm pretty sure most people are like me. 
I won't give people respect if I don't get it. But I'm not a piece of shit to someone right away either. I mean, the worst thing you could do is tell me your political beliefs because then I'm going to shit on you. Not just to be an asshole, but just because it's hilarious, just to see where I can get with it. But you shouldn't treat someone like shit off the bat. That's the start, dude. It really is a social thing. It's the environment. It's people. It's not the gun. There's things that we need to focus on within the home, within the person, not the fucking gun. We can't have those conversations. Apparently, we're not ready for them yet. Yeah, because I, I don't understand what could drive someone. What could make you so angry or make you be such a, a loser to think that your only option is to go shoot a bunch of people you don't even know? Well, that's what I don't understand either. What's with this, like, I'm going to take the world with me bullshit? Because... If I'm that crazy or I'm that upset and depressed, I'm just going to take my own life. That's what people do that are sad and hurting. I don't get this whole I want to be remembered for an egregious act for taking the lives of innocent people that had nothing to do with me. That's what doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. I think we need to start working on um, campaigns for like shit that matters. Such as bullying. The problem is, is I'm sure you've seen it. I definitely saw it in my high school. There's these student bodies that they create campaigns to stop bullying, but they use bully tactics. They bully the bully. And it goes back to that saying, uh, two wrongs don't make a right. That's the way I see it. I mean, if you want to teach kids compassion and just, you know, being a good person all around and being respectful to each other. You don't do it right. by telling them they need to treat the person that treated them like shit with the same reaction. That's a start. We can really start there. But, again, they don't do that either. That's one thing we could do. Another could be not gun regulation. But I think we kind of need to regulate taking guns out in public into certain places. So, you know, there are places that have signs saying no guns allowed. Well, yeah. you can you can surpass that though if you got certain stuff like concealed carry and all that, especially in certain states. But I think that's one thing that should change. The only issue I have with it is it does lead to that really uh, bright burning question: What happens in situations like this where you do carry but you can't take it into a King Supers? That's where the problem lies too. And and the other problem that ends up here is. Those places where gun, no gun zones, they are giant targets for people. If someone's going to come shoot somebody and commit murder, they're not worried about violating a, a little yeah. sign outside that says no gun. So well, they become right. giant target signs for people to come. And like, oh, if yeah. I go here, there's no guns to offend people, so I'll have free range of the place till the cops get here. Right. Like, what most people don't understand is, and this is a little-known fact... The places that get hit the most by gun violence are the places that say gun-free zone. Because we know a gun is not going to stop behind a sign. Like, if let's live in their logic that it's the gun, right? Do you think the gun is going to stop and look at the sign and go, oh, I can't go here? Right. Let alone the owner. Like, if we're talking just the gun, the gun can do what it wants. Now, when we're talking the person that has the gun, it's the same thing. That person is not going to look at that sign and respect it. All yeah. we're doing is we're treating law-abiding citizens like crap. People are criminals because they break the law. So it's not like right. you see, 
if this guy's coming to break the law, a small trespassing charge is the last thing on his mind. Well, and everybody's on there, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all that. Like, why does a person like this have a gun? Why is it so easy? I'm like, dude, it's not. It's not easy to get a gun. The problem is, is when you get that gun, they're not designed to see what you are as a person. It's designed to see what's on your fucking record. Yeah. Like, you can't go do a scanner and see what you're like. Maybe they should start doing, like, evaluation tests before they give you guns. But ultimately, what's that going to prove? Because you can trick those, too. Most exactly. evil people are very good at being good people. The best way to stop, the best, again, the best way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Guy with a gun, yes, exactly. So, I, if I owned my own business, I would carry, and I would also, I would also encourage my customers to carry also. 100%. I would literally do it if I had the money and I could spend it. I would pay for them to get a concealed carry license or even just a carry. Like, I would pay for that. I wouldn't pay for the gun, but I would be like, hey, do you want to carry? Do you feel safe doing that? 100% support you. I will pay for you to get the classes. I will pay for you to get the license. You need to get the gun. No, if I owned a restaurant, I would offer a 5% discount if you could still carry in my restaurant. Right. Like, I've always been a big believer that we should protect our children and our daycare. Well, okay, all around our children. We need to protect our children the way we protect our banks. The problem is, is most teachers don't want to carry and they don't make enough to carry in the first place. And who's going to pay for it, right? And also the issue is that they're not allowed to. The, the fact that there isn't an option for a, a, uh, for a well-trained teacher who has gone through certification classes and wants to carry, can still carry, why they're not allowed to baffles me. Right. That's the weird part. Like, I understand where people have that view of, well, what does it look like to you when you pull up to the school and you see teachers with guns and metal detectors? I'm like, you won't see it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, the metal detectors are never outside. What you do is you give these teachers concealed carry permits so they are concealed weapons. And the only people who know and they have a gun is them, the principal, and the, and the resource officer. The only people in the entire school who knows it. Well, see, I don't think the kids should be trained to know how to deal with an active shooter situation because you're training the shooter, too. That's the problem because it's not just someone random. And I don't think it's normal for those kids to be put through that. Should you have these conversations with your kids? Yes, absolutely. Don't make them naive. But I don't think it's right that the school's like, here's what happens when someone shoots the place up. This is where you go. I'm going to tell my kid, dude, at, when she's old enough, if you have the option to leave the premises, fucking leave. Don't hide in a classroom. Don't don't listen to your teachers. Don't listen to the school. Get the fuck out of there. I don't want you under a desk. I don't want you hiding in a bathroom. I want you to get far away from that school as possible. Even if it means... Making a scene and running through there, by all means, do it. I would much rather deal with the consequences from the principal and the fucking school district than to have to be like, hey, who's paying for my kid's funeral? Right. Get out the window. Seriously, I'm oh, I'm going to teach my kids that. Like, dude, you hear a gunshot or a teacher says, everybody, there's been a situation. We all need to get in hiding. You tell that teacher, peace out. And you go out that door, you find the nearest exit and get the fuck out of there. But... The problem is, is, again, 
our kids don't know these things. Our kids don't know how many shooters are outside. We'll never know that. They're not going to know what way is right. All they know to do is to listen to their teacher. And let's be honest, dude, no kid should have to go through this. So it's not like they're really prepared for it. Even when they teach them, they're still not prepared for it. And again, the trainers be, or the shooters become prepared for it. They know where everyone goes. If it's a person within the school, it could be someone from the outside. But how often does that really happen? Goodbye. That, yeah, that's mine. Um, I think that having the uh, the drills is important because repetition makes you better at something. Um, there are the and uh, I think a lot of the drills are set up so even if someone knows where the kids are, they can't get to them. Um, True. But, In certain but, schools, the doors are locked from the inside. Yeah, and, and we saw. We, I know it's a fake movie, but we saw in like Run, Hide, Fight where he shoots the um, door handle and can get in. There are um, there are devices made for school doors that you put on the school doors, and no matter what you do to the door, the door will not move. Right. Well, they're becoming more and more smart with that. See, and that's where I think that funding education is important. Like, yes, we should definitely fund the education and the teachers, but we need to focus more on funding that school with the proper equipment for situations such as this. I think that would make the kids and the staff feel much safer. I mean, I understand where people are too afraid of the idea of putting a bulletproof backpack on their kid. I have no problem with it, though. If that's one step for them to be safe, I'm totally fine with that. I'm more fine with them wearing a bulletproof backpack than to hope and pray that nobody comes to their classroom with a gun. You know, like, I'd rather my kid have a chance than be a sitting duck. And I really would rather the teachers be allowed to conceal care. I mean, even if it meant raising a little bit of money for them, like I understand a lot of them are like, I don't want to do it because I don't make enough money to even purchase a gun, which is a very you know logical argument. They should be paid more if that's the case. Say, I'm going to say, I think the teachers should be, um, I think, I believe, I think that the teachers should also be uh, uh, given the money or have them have their concealed carry, have their concealed carry licenses and training paid for and i can guarantee i can guarantee absolute certainty if a teacher was like yo i can't afford to buy a gun but i'd like to carry and i have my concealed carry permit there are gun shops everywhere that'd be like hey oh yeah what? here's a 90 percent discount for right. you or whatever so my 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 just big issues they're not allowed to but Put your head, put your mind into the mindset of Eugene for just a second. Okay, well, let's let's close your eyes. Put your put your mind. You got a trench coat on. You're wearing a crappy fedora. <laughs> your mom hates you. Um, you asked that girl out yesterday, and she said, "Ew, no." And your dad's beating the shit out of you. And you ain't got no friends. Okay, we're in the mindset of Eugene. Okay, now. How the fuck did you name him Eugene? Oh, you don't know where Eugene came from? Hold on, let, let's hear this first, and then you gotta tell me where that came from. Okay, so put your line in the um, mindset of Eugene, and think. Okay, you're playing this out now. Imagine you plan it out. You, you have everything you're gonna do, and you're and you have that perfect setup. But the entire time, in the back of your mind, you don't know what teachers have a gun. You don't know if there's a gun at the school. You don't know what's going. You don't, and you don't know what kind of opposite. Because right now they're like we got one resource officer with a gun and it's it. We take care of him. We have nothing to worry about. 
Exactly. Imagine if there's a, the wild card of, oh, there could be like four teachers with guns. Mm-hmm. That That's like going to Texas, man. That that immediately makes that Eugene think, double think. Exactly, dude. I mean, it's a better chance for students to survive as well as staff members. And if I was the principal and that was allowed at the school, dude, I would be like Frank Castle on a fucking Sunday night, dude, like, or Friday night, I should say. My desk, all I have to do is tap the side of it and the fucking reel comes out and I got multiple guns right there. I'm going hunting when a motherfucker comes in here with the same idea. If we did something like that, it would definitely make our kids much safer. But people are so afraid of guns. They're afraid of being associated with them because of the violent past that comes with it and the violent present day as well as the future. Because let's be honest, guns are never going to have a good name. That's just a fact. They get glamorized in movies as it is. But I would love to have a teacher that's like John Wick, dude. Fucking shit happens and all of a sudden you hear guns popping up and he's like, everyone down. And he goes out there, he's like, hey, fuckface, have you seen my dog? And the kid just fucking gets popped immediately. <laughs> then the principal comes running out, no, 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 you got the wrong one. <laughs> That's the problem we face, too, is we don't even know who the shooter is until you get to see him. And what if he's already got his fucking grandfather's carbine? Like, oh, no. Maybe a <laughs> shitty weapon, but he could still clip one off. Yeah, he's, he's throwing nine bullets down. You got good aim. Right, like, you got to really know. Like, you, we have to train these teachers how to be like John Rambo, too, if we're going to give him guns. You can't just, like, give Dr. Seuss a gun. John Cena's theme. Oh, shit, hold on. John Cena's, John Cena's theme. John Cena's theme. That was Aaron Savage calling me. Aaron, oh, no. you piece of shit. I'm in my mindset. <laughs> Aaron, it's time to stop hitting on girls at freaking Starbucks, bro. Uh-huh, and on your local Facebook, like... I love the guy to death, but man, he's one of those people that just, he's fishing. He's just fishing. I've told him this, and I don't think he really listens to the show, so he probably won't hear this. If he does, I'll just tell him to listen to it and then come back and I'll tell him the same thing again. But the dude is fishing. There are plenty of people like this on Facebook, not just dudes, but girls. They love to fish for attention from the opposite sex. I honestly think that he's just bored. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. He's a full-time worker, but he's not you know, married or anything like that. And he does have kids, but he don't see them 24-7, so he's got to fill in that time slot. And what's the best way to do it? Meet people. Right. Problem is, is uh, you shouldn't meet people at bars. Aaron, if you're listening to this, stay away from the bars. Yeah, trust me. My dad Go to like pumpkin patches or something. Pumpkin <laughs> Yeah, meet women at like an arts and crafts thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Grannies. Go, go find those ones that get lost in the corn maze. Yes, the ones. Well, so here's my thing where I would be scared. If I was a guy, right, whether I'm recently divorced or I have kids with a woman that I'm not with, my fear is getting with another woman that has kids too. And I'm like, fuck this is gonna be really <laughs> difficult because nine times out of ten the woman has the kids so now i gotta take on more full time and still make room for mine like that is a rough situation and what would really suck dude is having kids knowing that your baby mama has another man and you're sitting there in fear like what's that man gonna do to my child or children right. 
and nobody can raise them better than me. Like, it would be kind of hard, especially, like, what if it's a really good guy? Like, he's got good intentions, and he sits you down and says, hey, bro, listen, man, I just want to be adults about this. I've got no intention of taking your spot, but I just want us to be on the same page. And at the same time, you're like, he's a really cool guy, but fuck him. I don't want him around <laughs> my kids. Because <laughs> there are dudes out there that are like that. They're just honest, you know? Like, yo, you ain't, you ain't those kids' daddy. I'm those kids' daddy. Stop trying so hard. I'd be worried, like, what's my kid going to come home and say? Gerald um, yelled at me the other day. What the fuck's he yelling at you for? <laughs> Luckily, my dad had the opposite, like, mentality. So, like, my biological father was just, like, he'd hear me bitch about my stepdad because I'm a little asshole kid. And I'm like, man, that motherfucker's so mean. And he's like, well, what did you do? <laughs> what did you say at that time? <laughs> well, he was smart. He's like another man taking care of you guys. You guys are assholes. But before we get off topic with uh, kids and single parents and baby mamas and breeders, as I like to call it, <laughs> let's get back on the, the the topic, the hot topic of guns. My favorite topic. You just go ahead and load that gun up, shoot it off in the air. Anyway. <laughs> Remember, if there's someone at your door, take a shotgun, shoot it through the front door. That is that is the great advice from the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Oh, you know what would be so cool, man, if you had one of those ring cameras on your door that would detect <laughs> motion and the person's not responding right away like they're supposed to, and you're like, what are you doing at my door? Hey, the fuck is this? And they're just not responding, and they have a time limit set, and after like five seconds, when the fucking thing starts beeping really loud to let you know there's something going on, Instead of doing that, just let it do a countdown, and then the bottom hatch opens up, and just a small little two barrel pops out. Boom! It's all fun and games till like little Billy sees a package. And he's like, "Oh, this looks cool. What is this?" And he starts fucking with it. And you're like, "Oh no! Oh no!" Run, Bobby! This kid's run! About to be a victim. They're going to use my house as a gun control unit. <laughs> That's my fear. Shit does don't... happen. This dome shot a three-year-old. No. Hmm. Oh no! I'm gonna it's be on high. Time Magazine now. I mean, we, besides we that, what's the worst thing that? We we need to make that, and um, your freaking ring camera. If it doesn't leave, it just goes by and blows them away. Uh, it's off. Five, four, three, two, one. Click, click, chick, chick. Bye. <laughs> or my favorite would be like. It says, self-destruct in five, four, three. And then it stops, and then it's like, John Cena's the... <laughs> that would fuck you up a little bit. Like, god damn. Nah, man, here's the thing with heard... guns. Oh, wait, hold on. The... Go... Go to the Eugene. I need to hear about Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Okay, so Eugene is the name of, like, a really, like, nerdy weirdo who, like, who, like thinks, like, you, you know what a nice guy is? Yeah. Like, all all Eugene's are nice guys. Like, nice guys are always last. And they're, like, always in your, in like, they, like, slide into girls' DMs. Like, hey, you want to go after me? And they go, no, I have a boyfriend. Like, oh, but I'm nice. And they're like, oh, well, I still have a boyfriend. And like, you're a stupid bitch. You're a constant stupid <laughs> <laughs> All these crazy things. Yeah, that's a Eugene. That shit um, so is I funny sent, to me. I sent you a video. Um, from a YouTuber named Birdman, who I think coined the term Eugene for a, like a school shooter, and it's called um, 
Eugene teaches us how to get rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen this, actually. That's just hilarious. Um, So, that is where Eugene comes from. And, yeah. I, I like that from now on, all school shooters are called Eugene, even though they're, if they're a male or a man or a woman, or no matter what they are, they're Eugenes. Yeah, dude, that's what, that's what we're going to start referring to them as. Oh, no, another Eugene. And Alex oh, Jones Eugene. is going to be like, it's made up. Eugene is a code name. All you got to <laughs> do is put the times together. 746, what's that equal? Seventh day, seventh year, seventh century. It all adds up to something, man. They're raping us with frogs. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like it's something he would say, just some outlandish shit. If you take the zip code of the shooter, the yeah. amount of bullets he had in his pocket, the year um, he was born, <laughs> the year he was born, and the and and the model number of his BMW, you add them together. What do you get? Twenty twenty one. What the hell? <laughs> uh, it is the twenty first day too. This don't make sense, man. It was hour twenty one in military time. Because, I don't know what the fuck those kids are doing up that late. Because we saw, because of this, we have proved that these are fake shooters and they are fake people and they are crisis actors. I believe a little bit in the crisis actor thing. Like, okay, here's the thing. I get called a conspiracy theorist a lot just because I don't want my rights infringed upon me wearing the fucking mask. I literally believe, dude, we're going to wear these masks forever. Like, when the government tells you to do it, and you got people around you that are fucking betrayals of Anne Frank, that's what I call it. They're the people that would rat on Anne Frank. They'd rat on you with the mask. We're going to wear them fucking masks forever. But everyone's like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, dude, have you actually sat down and talked to a conspiracy theorist? It is crazy, dude. They start telling me about how, like, oh, bro, in 1969, they were feeding kids adrenochrome through their cereal, <laughs> and it made them turn into, like, these little fucking fuck-faced millennials. And you're like... Dude, I hate millennials, but you're an idiot. Like, something's wrong with you. Where'd you read this? If it was real, like, I don't know, on WebMD or something, like, no, bro, you won't find this anywhere except for the dark web. You really got to go searching. You're like, yeah, the problem is, dude, if I go searching, I'm going to find a fake-ass website. Yeah, because remember, remember, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Oh, my God. That's one of the craziest ones. That and the Illuminati thing is so stupid to me. I just... I don't believe it. This is where I don't get why I'm called a conspiracy theorist. I don't believe in the Illuminati. The thing that drives me craziest, though, is um, what actually drives me insane is that people are like, oh, the One World Order. Um, they It doesn't matter who we vote for. They know who was, who is going to be president, and no one is president without them. And then at the same time, they'd be like, Donald Trump is standing up against the Illuminati and the World World Order. Like, hold on. You don't get it both ways. You don't get to say that he, no one can be president without being, and without being part of the One World Order and getting the approval of the One World Order. And Trump is against the One World Order. You can't, you can't, you can't say both. You don't get yeah. to eat it, too. It doesn't make sense. And if we actually had a one world order and we had a shadow government. Like I believe we have a shadow government, but not necessarily the people that run the world. It's more like they're the ones that kind of set up this fight between Democrats and Republicans. So it's a little bit different. My view is different, but you can't say that it's a one world order when all this shit happens where they're just fucking fighting each other constantly and can't get along. 
how does that work? You just sit each, each person down. This is what you're going to do next. Then you're going to do this. Oh, we don't want you as president. So we're going to make everyone think that you're a terrible person. And hopefully you don't get assassinated. Like none of that shit makes sense to me. If we had a one world government, dude, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't hear so much about what's going on in the fucking White House. Especially like it's on TV, dude. It's literally like a reality TV show. If we had a one world government that ran everything, why would we know all that? I mean, my idea of a one world government is that the people not telling us what's at Area 51. They're like, hey, you guys can't see what's going on here because the truth is you're just not ready for it. And I believe that. I believe that's why we don't know what's going on. That's why I believe that we don't know what the government's truly up to because we're not ready for that type of information. They're probably years in advance compared to us with our smartphones. They're probably doing shit that we've seen on Star Trek. And they're like, dude, there's no way you guys can handle this if you don't even know which bathroom to use. There's no fucking way. If you guys are bitching about your name getting misspelled as Isis on the Starbucks cup, how in the hell would we trust you with glasses that let you pick the time and year you're going to visit? <laughs> I'm like, you're going to fuck it up. Oh, these guys are racist. Oh, my God, don't kill Reagan. And they sent me back to 69. What the hell is this? Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> Wiretap is listening. But, um... Dude, my favorite, nah. Ale- my favorite... I don't know if I told you this story before, but the Ale- my favorite Alexa story is that one guy who said that Alexa is a snitch. As he said, I was, like, laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And so I was just thinking of, like, Tylenol. I was like, I wonder how much Tylenol you could take without ODing. So I asked um, Alexa. <laughs> so I said, hey, Alexa... Um, how much Tylenol does it take to overdose? And Alexa didn't answer my question. She called it suicide prevention hotline. Oh, he's like, like Alexa's a snitch. He's like, I had to explain to this person why I was thinking at one o'clock in the morning. Dude, those suicide hotlines are weird. I called them one time just because I was curious, not even because I was upset. I was like, let's see like how far I get with this. And they were willing to give me a bunch of shit for free. And I was like, damn, why don't more people do this? You can legitimately get help for free. <laughs> like, yo, I feel sad. <laughs> so like, Sir, are you near anything dangerous? Do you plan on harming yourself? Um, yeah, I'm about to paint my kitchen a new color. <laughs> I need to talk to somebody. I'm about to, I'm about to like overdose on something. Shit, dude, the only thing people overdose on these days is table salt. Oh, so much potassium. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're like gaining weight like me over here, and then they got kidney stones. <laughs> but, uh, fuck, man. We're about cutting it short. Um, damn, that's pretty much we're what gonna, I wanted. To we're going to look up on Microsoft best way to kill yourself. Oh, um, bro, don't do that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow, like, we got the, the um, Number one, the five easiest ways to commit suicide. Why is this an article? Number one, first off, think about your favorite person in life. No, this isn't. Oh, number one, jumping off a building. Probably the easiest because nobody will suspect you until they find you dead. Uh, number two, cut yourself. You might Jesus. have seen this in movies. Cut your wrist with a sharp object and job done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> jumping off a bridge i'm starting to see i'm starting to see a lot of um probably one of the easiest methods where people will not even doubt you until you jump that is maybe sure make sure you get yourself a safe place where there is no one around and make sure when you jump there's no obstacles on your way 
There have been many instances where people jumped off a bridge and got stuck onto a prong on the bridge and remained there <laughs> hanging awkwardly for hours without food or water, even breaking bro. one of their ankles or limbs. You deserve better. Like, bro, hold on. We're going to get you down. No, dude, I'm trying to fucking kill myself. <laughs> I'm stuck up here. Could you imagine? Make sure you're alone because if people are around, one of them might call for help and get someone to rescue you. It might also be a good idea to make sure there's no swimmers around. Like, if there's one around, he'll enjoy the day rescuing you and ruin your plans to die. Jesus. So find a bridge. So, yes. So find a bridge where there's hardly anyone around. Good luck finding one. Number four, take poison. Suicide by poison intake has been the most, has the most number of survivals. So this isn't a reliable way for suicide. Also, it wouldn't taste good. Yuck. With an exclamation mark. Yeah, make sure you have something to drink to wash it down. <laughs> uh, number five, probably the most popular way to commit suicide, thanks to movies, hanging yourself. Few things go- you got to notice here. Make sure the ceiling is strong enough to hold you, or you know you'll end up breaking your leg. Practice well on how to tie a knot. <laughs> make sure you don't create one that will loosen while hanging. Make sure the rope is strong enough to hold your weight, or you might slip through. Make sure you haven't eaten for a good amount of time before hanging before hanging, or all those gross things are going to come out. Not a good sign. Also, you might right. already know that the movies don't show the real thing. Don't use them as references. They're exaggerating a lot. So if you want to hang, get ready for a big ordeal fighting with yourself. It's been scientifically proved that the human body has hidden tactics that get activated when you're in tough environments like Sub-Zero. So there you have it. Five easy ways for suicide and how you can prepare for it. Now that you're here, I might also ask you to think about one thing. Before you die, take a moment to think about you. Oh, that's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that? Oh, shit, I didn't pull this out properly, and then you break your back. (laughs) Could you imagine, imagine, like, falling, and your coat gets hooked on the side of the bridge? You're just dangling there all sad. (laughs) You're just like, Daddy, are you okay? Help me. I'm stuck. Honey, honey, please, can you can you hand Daddy that that bottle of candy? (laughs) Right. Oh, what's this guy? I have some. No, can't have any of those. Mine. I I need all of them. (laughs) I need all of them. It's gonna or it's gonna end bad. Okay, here we go. With the neck that thick, you can't hang yourself. (laughs) Here we go. The um, top four, the uh, four step process to killing yourself. Number one, do not talk about it. Certainly the things that Paul... <laughs> Jesus, that's horrible. ...who's really good at was shutting people out when times got rough is uncanny ability. How are you feeling tonight? Quite nothing. Paul, yeah? You've been taking anything? God damn it, can you get Can you get up to the open door when I get... I don't even know what's going on in this. Oh my god. Um, number two, medicate yourself. This happens in San Francisco in the 90s. Young and brilliant people like Paul were concerned about getting more hours in the day to work um, on their dot coms. No one really cares. Number three, keep hitting bottom. What article is this? Everything's about Lego. Deny, deny, deny. What? Who is just coming up with this crazy shit? I don't know about that. Um, oh my god! So um, Bing does give you the suicide hotline at the very top when you ask when you ask um how to kill yourself. Here we go. 
scientifically, this is the best way to die without killing yourself. No, we will only want killing ourselves. Okay, right, here we go. For the for the suit for the depressed man on a budget, here are the top top ten ways to kill your, the top cheapest ways to kill yourself. Jesus. Number one, cut your wrist. Even multiple parallel cuts are absolutely compatible with life. It's really painful and frightening to see your wrist bleeding. However, killing yourself is the way that possible only in the case of massive blood loss. Number two, drowning. Number three, firearms. That's not cheap. <laughs> Number, I know, four, dude, like, number four, number four, hypothermia. Oh, oh no, here, I, I lied. Um, here are the budget options. This is how to kill yourself. Five budget options. Another important criteria for a choice: the best way to kill yourself is the price. The method should be cheap. What does it matter? You're dead. You're not going to use that money later. Yeah, like what's but, that going to affect besides maybe leaving your debt behind? Number one, jump from a height. Of course, this costs you nothing. Yet, the disappointing news is that many people survive falls from height. Yes, you're most likely to break a spine and limbs and suffer from inner destruction and remain disabled for the rest of your life. Could you imagine jumping from a building to kick yourself and you're just laying on the pavement like, damn, I suck so bad. I can't even oh, kill myself. Oh, man. The legal fees here are going to be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty um, of bills to pay as it is. Number two, jump from a train. Although this doesn't cost you anything, the bad choice as well. The chances that you lose your footing and unexpectedly fall, losing only your legs or arms, for instance, is pretty high. Number three is suicide by hanging. It doesn't require any techniques and materials are easily available. The mess of it is painful. The time before a person loses consciousness depends on a variety of factors. Sometimes it takes more than 10 minutes of suffering. Furthermore, there are numerous cases where a person survives even though his or his slash her neck could be broken. Um, number Jesus. five, electrocution. Just so you know, this method inflicts agonizing pain. Even the Supreme Court recognizes that electrocution brings unnecessary pain to criminals and is inhumane. So anybody out there who is depressed but on a budget, there you go. There's some great options to save yourself a save yourself a buck right before you die. Please so don't so do Mr. <laughs> that's what that's what Mr. That's what Mr. That's how Mr. Krabs kills himself. He uses the budget. The budget. Um, when you're so budget cheap, even your death looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We got some, some of the quickest. We have jumping for building again. Oh, you can kill yourself with anesthesia. Um, lethal injection. Drug overdose. Number one, fastest way for, to death gunshot to the head. Yeah, in most cases. Uh, this one says carbon monoxide poisoning is number two. I almost killed myself from carbon monoxide poisoning when I was a child, but not on purpose. I felt no pain, and in fact, I went undetected in my body with hardly any side effects for so long that it almost killed me from a small leak in the furnace. Interesting. That is really depressing. That means uh, he fucked up. <laughs> number three, decapitation. This is the only form of death I would really find there is zero chance of survival. It is also the most gruesome for one to cut off their own head with or without the use of a guillotine. Dot, 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 dot. If you own a guillotine, I immediately assume you're killing yourself. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's no other reason to own a guillotine. You're Most either A, a serial killer, or B, you're committing suicide. Right. I don't even <laughs> want to... One of the... 
one would almost need another party there to aid them in the decapitation order or make it quick and painless. But then it wouldn't be the quickest, painless, easiest ways of killing yourself, would it? Only one could still pull it off alone, but they may also realize just how much they would be missed if they bring up the idea to someone else. Even if a complete stranger offered me a million dollars to chop off their head, I'd let, I'd let that stranger know they're special in many ways and that life is worth more than that. No, that man's losing a head. That man's right, losing like, a head. Just do outside. I don't want to clean it up. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that video on the dude and his wife are driving and she goes, "Hey, if um, if someone paid me, offered you a hundred million dollars to punch me in the face as hard as you can, would you do it?" And he, and all these guys are like, "No, babe, I never punch your face." And that one guy goes, "You get knocked out, honey. I'm sorry." <laughs> you, you get knocked out. <laughs> He goes, honey, and she gets all pissed off. He goes, honey, that's a hundred thousand dollars. You know how much better our lives would be? You get a broken us, I'll buy you a new nose. Right, like a hundred thousand dollars plus a free nap. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, what 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 me was that did I send it was freaking oh, if someone get would you would you take a million dollars to fight Mike Tyson and some dude said hundred million dollars plus a free nap. I'm in. <laughs> right, like, that's how I say it. Like, fuck yeah, hundred million dollars and a free nap. We're good. Goes, I might go to the hospital, but we're good. She goes, honey, you'd break my face. He goes, we got so much money, I will buy you a new face. <laughs> uh, he's like, I'll fix it. Don't worry. There's, there's ways around it. Uh, that's gold. I wish I could hit someone for hundred million just to hit them. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this freaking uh, video is depressing, but. You know, I enjoyed it. I mean, please don't commit suicide. Yeah, <laughs> if please you don't are do thinking about committing suicide, you are loved. You are special. People yeah. care about you. He's blah like, blah blah. But... <laughs> Have you seen that video of those guys and they're all like, and the guy goes, "If I was going through something, would you guys be there for me?" And all of his friends are like, "No, not really." And he goes, "I hope it sucks for <laughs> you." And he goes, what? And, he go, and the guy goes, I hope you, it sucks whatever you're going through. And he goes, oh, no. <laughs> and then some, some guy goes, I can't wait to be at your funeral. No, I could have changed that outcome. When that guy says, I, that, when that guy uh, says, I can't wait to go to your funeral. No, that I could have changed that outcome. I've lost it. Oh my god, that sucks. Whatever you're going through. But we should plug if you feel like uh, you're going to kill yourself, you're special. The National Suicide Prevention um, Lifeline is 1 800 Hopefully, you don't suck too bad and you can actually dial that number. But uh, if you if you're if you're currently dangling from a cord like a pinata from a little boy's birthday party, nine one one is your best option. Don't call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. All they're gonna do is go. I hope it sucks. Whatever you're going through. <laughs> no, I, I think oh. I. Um, I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to, I was listening to someone, and someone asked, um, someone asked the, their, um, the lady if she wanted to end up like a pinata the day before a little boy's birthday party, and she goes, what do you mean? 
and he goes hanging in a closet. Well, that, y'all, I think we're right yeah. about wrapping her up. I had a hard time keeping a straight face, so we probably should cut it before I start saying stupid shit. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. No, seriously, our hearts do go out to the victims of this yes, unfortunate absolutely. event. It sucks, man, and I hope, I really hope no one takes offense, but I, we refuse to name the shooter. We're not going to. We wanted to take this time to talk more about the issue that's going to arise with just gun control. So please understand the intentions. I can't believe I really have to say this, but you know how it is. Um, anyways... Thanks, guys, for listening. Again, you can check us out on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We're still working on YouTube. We'll get there eventually. Um, check us out at www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, that is www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I am Tony. That is my homie, Austin. We will see you guys on Sunday. Peace out.